Welcome to 54 Live. I am your host, Digsies, and I'm once again joined by my manest man, Jake. Jake, what's up, buddy? Good morning, golf world. Good afternoon, good evening, good night. Whenever you're watching it, have a good one. We're ready to rock, sock, and talk. Yes, yes, we are. It was an exciting weekend. We had a nice little playoff drama. Once again, Brooks Kepka showed us why he is the cock of all walk. He is the alpha male of the golf world. He beat Taylor Gooch in a playoff, but at the end of the day, Taylor Gooch is the man because he is 18 M's richer and the 2023 Live Golf Champion. It was funny to watch that playoff because at the very end of it, they were talking to Brooks. Don Buleta was talking to Brooks and he's, so Brooks, once again, you've won it from here. And he goes, nobody's played this hole more than I have the past few years. And that's the truth. Uh, he's played... Uh, hole number 18, including uh, last year's event, he played that hole three times during the rounds and then three times during playoffs. And then he <laughs> played it two times during the round and two times during playoffs. So nobody knows hole 18 of Jeddah no. more than Brooks Kepka at this point. It, it's crazy that it ended in a playoff at the same spot two years in a row. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a couple of big things happened from this event. This was the first time that a live player defended a title. So that was a very big thing to have happen a first defense of a title by a live player in the mm -hmm. individual category we saw the obviously the conclusion of the season with with taylor gooch getting the win once for the overall season winner which was a big deal because it wasn't one of the golden boys of live as much as we want to say that taylor gooch is a taylor is great great talent great player but let's be real he wasn't one of the golden live boys that was brought over no he was definitely given some money because he was a PGA Tour winner, but he wasn't a Dustin Johnson. He wasn't a Cam Smith, a Brooks Kepka. For So for him to be the individual season winner is a big deal. Yeah, if you saw my tweet I put out on Sunday, I said Taylor Gooch signed up for the live event because he thought it was just another event. He, when he signed up for it, he didn't realize that would mean that he would be banned from the PGA Tour. He made, I guess what he would have thought at the time, a mistake, but it looked like it turned out that it paid off for him because with everything, all the times he won this year, three times, that's what, 12 million plus 18. He made over, not including the team and second, third, fourth place finishes, he made over $30 million, probably close to $35 million this year. Not too shabby. Yeah, his overall winnings individually were about $33.5 million this season. Crazy. And that was on live exclusively. It doesn't include the major performances that he had, where I think he made the cut in three of the four majors. Uh, he didn't get deep paychecks on, on any of them, but it still made the cut there. Yeah. Um, he also has, of course, the team aspect of it. Now, the, the team aspect of it is a little works a little differently. Last year, the team bonuses were paid to players directly. This season, they were paid to the team directly with whatever the team's contract with that yeah. player equals out to, which we don't know the details of. It's not open business. And, and I kind of like cover, it cover expenses for the team, yeah. hotels, travel, et cetera. Yeah. So obviously, you want the team to get money that way or through sponsorships. Range Goats seem to be doing just fine. They've had several podium finishes. So I don't know if they gave money back to the players as far as a big bounty. We might know more about it based on how the finals work because the finals is where the team finals in Miami this week are really where it's all about the team. It's all about the team money. Yep. So we'll see how that works out. Gooch, not only that, he had a great year last year. Remember, he didn't win anything last year, but he was playing very consistently. So he, he individually was making good money, but also 
He was on the four aces last year, and he made Muka last year. Yeah. Because, like, Pat Perez was talking last year, and he made $9 million last year from team bonuses alone. Really? Yeah. Yeah, the aces were killing it last year, and they're killing it this year. As of right now, they sit in the pole position for the team standings. I believe Smash Crushers is in second. Smash is in... It goes Aces, Crushers, Torque, Range Goats. So those would be the four teams that have a bye through the first round. Then you have Stinger at number five, Fireballs, then Ripper, then Smash. Yeah. Those four teams we just mentioned, Smash, Fire, sorry, Stingers, Fireball, Ripper, and Smash, will have the opportunity to pick their round one opponent, starting with Stinger GC. And then, of course, the four teams on the outside looking in that will most likely be picked by the lower teams will be... The High Flyers, the Cliques, Majestics, and Ironheads. Yeah, I, now, would, I wouldn't see them picking anybody other than you're not going to pick Dustin Johnson and those guys and Bryson, who's on fire, Taylor Gooch, the individual champion. The, the, those teams are, the, the, those top four teams, the Crushers, Aces, Torque, and Range yeah, but are exempt from the they first They can't round. be picked in the first round? No, no. They're, oh, they're okay. I on, thought what you were saying is that they would take, no, gotcha, they're okay. automatically to the second round. Got the uh, five through eight seed plays. The five through eight seed have the right to pick in in by choice. Um, yeah, from nine to twelve. From nine, they can pick from six down. It's just, it's it. So if the Stinger feels like they match up best with Fireballs, they can pick Fireballs. Ah, uh, okay, that's where I was confused. All right, gotcha. Right, so they can pick them if they want to. And last year it did backfire in Bryson's face. The Crushers were number two last year, and so going into the finals, or sorry, the the semifinals, the Crushers picked Stinger GC. And Stinger GC showed up and whooped them. And Stinger GC was number four. So it wasn't like, it was one of those, you really want to do that, bro? Yeah. It, it, yeah. Not smarter. That's one of those things where Bryson thinks he's smarter than everybody and turned out to bite him in the ass. And I understood his mentality about that at the time. Stinger GC, Crushers were a, were a four-man team last year. And that was the big kicking point last year of, to, to gauge your successes, was your team actually a four-man team? And, and it still is in a lot of ways. If you look at the top six teams in Live Golf, I will say that the, the top six teams are complete four-man teams. And it shows. All six of them are teams that have a one through a four that is very consistent. Even the Range Goats with their issues with Thomas Peters not living up to expectations, he's still decent playing. He's still not C1 Kim territory. Yeah, and they all have well over 100 points where, you know, Ripper, Smash, 80, 54, 40. And then you got teams like Ironheads and the Majestic that only have 20 points, which is insane that the Majestics and the High Flyers, they're the only two teams that didn't have a top three finish, which is pretty pathetic. Even the Cliques had a top three finish last week. But yeah, the, the, the fact that it's like we were saying with the guys that are getting relegated, like. The fact that you don't like luck into a top 10, like that just shows how bad you are. You got four golfers on your team, like a few, you, a couple, a few of you guys can't get hot for a couple days in a row to like luck into a top three. Now, obviously a top three is a lot harder than the top 10, but still it just shows how bad these teams are. They well, need, to, they, need we, they need to shake the tree. Not only that, but. Not only that, but a big thing to be be aware of is the reality of, you know, lives playing in so many different uh, ecosystems and biomes and situations out there to where 
you're right. If somebody can't figure it out and luck into a top 10 finish at some point in time, even with Liv's weird point system to where they actually do rank you 1 through 25, 1 through 44, 48 at the end of the week, because they don't do ties when it comes to place. Yeah. So that's, that is one thing that can get weird sometimes. I don't exactly know all the rules about how they sort one through whatever in, in tiebreakers. I don't know what the tiebreaker rules are, but they do have tiebreaker rules established. So you're right for a player to not luck into a top 10. It's very strange at yeah. some point in the season. And it really showcases this season where the, the te- which teams lack true depth. Because you're right, all the top six teams were complete roster teams, and it shows. I don't see any of those teams having a real change of lineup other than perhaps Thomas Peters leaving the Range Goats. Every other team, I think, in that top six needs to say the exact same roster. Yeah. If, and, if it's not broke, don't uh, broke. And, and none of those teams are broken or whatever. People, even the number six team, Fireballs GC, uh, Abraham Answer finally started playing golf uh, a few months ago. And it shows their finishes went from being, they never had a bad finish. They just never had, they didn't have enough high, high tier finishes to get well above that sixth spot. And then Brooks Kepka is even honest about this, Diggsies, where he says in an interview recently, hey, we're a three man team. Now, is and he it, saying that because of Matthew Wolf or his brother? It could be argued for either or. Yeah. Because you're right. Matty Wolf has been mercurial. And I think Matty Wolf has, even though he finished outside, outside the open zone, Matty Wolf definitely had less of a vibe with the team. But Kepka definitely had the C1 Kim territory vibes oh. for most of the year. Him and C1 Kim, you look at their stats, they're like, their finishes, they're like the same. Like Chase right. Kepka was as bad as he won Ken. No, and so I think you're right in 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 asking that and saying, "Hey, is he talking about Matty Wolf or Chase Kepka?" Because yeah, I know we talked about it on the State of the Union um, right. that, that we did, which I'll get to in a second. And I was thinking about it when you said it. I was like, hey, "He could be talking about Matty Wolf, not only his brother." Right. He. I personally think that it's a. All the pundits out there think it's about re- reference to Matty Wolf and the bad vibes they've had there. However, it's really, if you look at, at placing, uh, if you look at contributions to the team, it's really, it has to be about, it can't be about Matty Wolf, even though Matty Wolf is the guy that it's being talked about as. It has to be Chase Kepka. Everybody's excited about relegation, and they just announced they're going to have a live golf promotion event in Abu Dhabi, December 8th to December 10th. And the way it works is round one, there'll be, I guess it's like a little bit like Q school. If you came from six to 32nd in the international series order of merit, you qualified as well as top 200 in the official world golf rankings, all the amateur champions, us amateur, British amateur, Latin America, Asia, Pacific, European amateur. And then whoever gets to the next round, they'll be joined with top 20 and ties from round one relegated live golf players so the four guys that were relegated dp world tour pga tour 2023 winners major champions since 2018 Ryder cup and president's cup players and then number two and number five from number two through number five in the international series order of merit will jump in at this point and round three will be the top 16 from the first two rounds so round one 18 hole stroke play Round two, 18-hole stroke play. Round 
three will be 36 old stroke plays. And the top three finishers out of all those guys will earn a spot on Live Golf. So obviously, if you won the International Series Order of Merit, which I believe Andy Ogletree is leading right now, they will get an automatic spot on Live for 2024. And then three out of all, the, which there's a lot of guys that are qualified for this top 200 in the official World Golf ranking, pretty much anybody on the PGA Tour could play if they want to. They could go over and play. So the top three finishers from them will earn a spot and we'll get four fresh guys, brand new blood on Live Golf. You're mentioning PGA players on there. And obviously, based on how the thing is sorting out, I I do wonder if between obviously between round one and round two, there has to be a reset of scores. I do wonder if between round two and round three, if there will be a reset of scores because there'll be no new additions to the field. Yeah. So I think there could it could be one of those where top 16 from round two are taken, but then they keep the scores from round two yeah. and then add on. Makes but sense. Yeah. That after, makes sense. After but it round could be a reset. And, yeah, after round one and round two, they have to reset because you're adding people in round two. So it wouldn't be fair for those guys to come in at even par and you have somebody from round one that went out and shot like a 60 and they're starting at then. You know what I mean? Or vice versa, however the scoring is going. It could be one of those where they're playing a, a St. Andrews type event where it's like, hey, it's it, St. Andrews in, the, in a windy day. Congratulations, 80 puts you in first place. Yes. You know? But it's interesting to see that they're doing this and it, and it gets the question. Let's say someone like John Rahm wants to come over and play live golf. Are they going to say, okay, go earn your spot? This event will be, there's a lot of qualifications that are up in the air for this. I really do wonder who will show up for this. Yeah. I, I, I have to guess if I was going to be the, the guy picking who's going to be up there, I think nobody from PGA Tour land shows up. I really don't think anybody from PGA Tour shows up. It, it's going to be guys who are outside looking in. Guys, you said it's top 200. Yeah. So probably some guys that are like, if you're an Asian tour player who's somewhere around the top 200 that really looks over things and goes, hey, guys, point system doesn't work anymore. We're not going to have a chance. So, for instance, there will be guys from the Asian tour there because it's just a good opportunity for them. I expect Yuki Inamori to be there. He's somebody who played a few ev events on Torque. Uh, sorry, on Torque, not Torque, but Torque last year before the Japanese players got recalled. They played like the first three events with a mostly Japanese torque. And then, then all of a sudden, all the players got recalled. I expect Saddam Kalkanjana to be out there. He, he played for the Ironheads GC last year, and in all honesty, would have been a huge upgrade over C1 Kim. <laughs> so that's pretty much who I expect to be out there. Just a bunch of the guys who are holding on for dear life in the Asian tour to keep what points they have. Because if you don't know this, like World Golf ranking points have basically said F you to every tour except for PGA. Yeah. Even the DP World Tour is getting shafted. I think it's like only 23%. Like it's, they, it came out the other day once Liv got denied, they broke it down. And if you're not playing on the PGA Tour, you're not getting good world where I can points at all. It, it'll basically be impossible within two years for you to be in the top 100 and not play on the PGA Tour yep, exclusively. That's ridiculous. But going back to this promotion event, it goes, I got to ask the question, if Live Golf wants to be 
known as, or, or if live golf wants to be taken seriously. Okay. In the first two years, they gave the big signing contracts. They brought the big names over. Obviously you got to do that to put butts in the seat, to have people watch. No one's going to watch 48 mid-level guys playing this format that you're not used to. But now that they are tour, they've been around for two years. They got some type of history. They want to be taken seriously. We saw them get denied from official World Golf ranking points. And the main thicken point wasn't that there was 54 holes. The guy said that could easily been fixed with a mathematical formula. The main sticking point was there was no relegation and there's no way to qualify to play on live golf. Like there's no Monday qualifiers there. It's pretty much a closed circuit. It's the same 48 guys every week. So that being said, someone like John Rahm, someone like Patrick Cantlay, someone like Hideki Matsuyama, if they want to join live, are they just going to be like, all right, you're a big name. You can just play on live because you're a big name. You don't. But anybody else that's not a big name has to go to promote the promotion event. I yes. feel like, yeah, but that's wrong. No, that's not wrong. It's called building a brand. I understand that, but that's completely like, you can't look at them seriously if they do that. Yeah, you can, because ultimately it comes down to what's going to move the needle. What's going to make the conversation point and live still in a spot where they could do, do expansion of the league. I, and I, I really do hope they do expansion. Of the league. They, need, they need two more teams. Everybody's sitting here. That, now that's a different story. If they expand and one of these guys can take in an expansion team and, and pick their players that way, that's a different story. But the whole topic has been all these lower level PGA tour guys, like the 100 to the to 150 that don't get pit money that don't get into these these new events premier events and they're complaining that all the money goes to the big shots and live has came around and they want to be different in the pga tour that they're trying to do this trying to do that and if they turn around and they do the same thing as the pga tour where saying all right i don't know travis smite from the Australia Asian tour, like you have to play to get to live golf, but John Rahm, you could just walk on if you want. Like eventually there has to be a point where that has to stop. Eventually is a key word, but I don't think it's, I don't think we're there yet because they're still at a spot where they can do expansion for teams. Yeah. And it makes sense. If, if, or, or they can do a, or they can do a demotion of a captain and say, Hey, listen, Martin Kyler's not cutting it. He's stepping down while bringing in Scotty Scheffler. If that happened, would you still argue with that? Honestly, obviously, I'd love to see Scottish Sheffield. I'd love to see John Rahm. I'd like to see that. Just letting somebody walk on to live. I, I think that the way it has to happen is I feel like there's room for two more expansion teams. And you could be like, all right, you know what? John Rahm is getting an expansion team. Hideki Matsuyama is getting an expansion team. But after that, if you want to join live, you have to join like everybody else. Like someone could build a huge following on social media and become this huge star with 10 million followers, 15 million followers, millions of views on YouTube. You know, they can't just show up at the PGA Tours doorstep and say, hey, give me a PGA Tour card. They can and they can't. It depends. For instance, Brian, George Bryan of Brian Bros got a PGA Tour sponsor's exemption due in part to his YouTube following. Yeah, but that's so, just one event, right? But you can still get multiple events I know, but you can't get a PGA tour card. You, they would say, okay, we'll go to Q school. 
or go to the corn ferry, work your way on. Well, no, actually, you can get a, get a PGA card, buy a sponsor's exemption. There have been several players that have just simply gone to, gotten a sponsor's exemption, and one had a high them. enough yeah. had a high enough finish, and proven that they're competitive, and then be able to actually stay on tour. Yeah, I'm so, just saying. I'm just saying. Like, eventually, that has to come to a point where there's like some rules and there's some understanding of what you need to do to make it on to live, not just be a big name brand. You know what I mean? Like I, I understand that. First off, we gotta drop we gotta drop the John Rum. He's on TU he's on the TGL. Yes, we're gonna get to that next, yeah. But so, I'm doing the big names that were rumored in the past. And, understood. You know, like obviously so, we know now there's twenty guys that definitely aren't coming and we're gonna talk about that in just two minutes. But I don't know. I'm just saying that has to, like, even this whole promotion event, we didn't know what the hell, like, they, they were so vague about it throughout the year. We didn't know what was going to happen until they just announced it. They had the, they had those formats back when we were talking about this in July, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, and they didn't know who was I, the, I will tell you this, though. For it. I will tell you this, though. What I think is going to end up happening, remember, Live Golf still has the open zone, right, in their players, where you're not relegated, but you may not get signed by a team, and which I don't. I don't like that. I, I would rather there just be all relegation because that's just even weirder. But that's a different story altogether. What I will tell you that about the open zone, there yeah. are going to be players that are going to be pushed out from the open zone. And okay. what I think will happen with this is a hybrid of what we're talking about here. I think there will be some players that do show up to the uh, event. However, they already have a contract in their pocket if they don't play well. Got it. All right. There will be, there, I think there will be some players, some mid-level names that show up. Not Hideki names, not John Rahm, not Victor Hovland type names. But there will be some guys from the PGA circuit or world that I think show up to that qualifier for Live Golf with a contract already in their back pocket. Yeah. And it's one of those where they're go they already... If they win the promotion event or do high enough in the promotion went to get on, cool. They get to celebrate, ha, rowdy. But if they don't, they still have a contract in their back pocket because they've already impressed or made friends with a, with a captain. And so I think we're going to see some of that happening. Yeah. And as someone that could have a handshake agreement underneath the table. Yeah. Because understand, for I, we don't know this for sure. But I do think that playing in this qualifying event will be treated the same exact way as playing in a live event to yeah. where you're basically insta-ostracized. So if we see a PGA Tour player that has some relevant name value that still has his tour card in that event, just assume they already have a contract in their back pocket. Yep. And honestly, you know what? That segues perfectly into our finishing segment right here. Tomorrow, Golf League. Tigers and Rory simulated golf league had came out with the original like 16 to 18 players that were gonna be on the TGL. Now, Jake and I, I believe we talked about it last week. We said, if you're on TGL, there's no way you're going to live. What did they do today? They announced even more players. They're expanding the roster. Patrick Cantlay, Wyndham Clark, Minwoo Lee, Kevin Kisda, and Lucas Glover. And if you go back to last week, we said Wyndham Clark would be a great addition to Liv because he has a five-year major exemption. He could get the big bag from Liv, not have to worry about playing it, not playing in the majors. And I feel like anybody that, and you talked about, you put out a video about Min Woo Lee. You put out a video saying that he was playing these other events to jack up his official World Golf ranking points so he could stay in the top 50. 
Men Lee looked like someone going to live. Wyndham Clark looked like somebody that could go to live. What did the TGL do? They went right out. They probably threw them a couple million dollars and said, you know what? Come play in this league because we know damn sure Tiger and Rory aren't going to let anybody playing in the TGL play on live. Correct. So they're fighting fire with fire. Live through all this big money at the players. And now the, I feel like the PGA Tour has this in their pocket now that they could combat live. And they can play players with the TGL under the table. Who knows what they're being guaranteed? And they probably don't have to put it out there in the public because I guess it's a privately funded type of deal. And this is their way to pay players outside the PIP, outside of winnings, for them to stay on the PGA Tour and not take the big money with Liv. Is that going to hurt Liv in the future? I think it hurts Liv for right now. Okay, because uh, I do think that in the initial signing rounds, it was all the, the boys club guys. It was all the guys that just made sense, right? Guys that we just figured would never have anything to do with live anyway. But then all of a sudden they started picking off guys that mm, we thought about, hey, this guy could have made a good live player based on where he's at in his career, what's going on with his career. So they started picking off guys like Ricky Fowler. Then they started picking off guys that got snubbed by the Ryder Cup immediately after Ryder Cup. So all of a sudden, you know, immediately after, we're talking about Keegan Bradley, Cameron Young. Yeah. Those guys got signed immediately after. Sahi Thigala, immediately after he won his first event. So guys that all of a sudden weren't the guys, but were still guys that you know had enough things going on to where they would be a sexy person for Liv to throw money at or throw an offer at, or, or or a behind closed doors back pocket deal for them to go to the qualifier if they wanted to do it that way, to where they already have a contract in the pocket, but they're going to the qualifier kind of thing. Yeah. They could be, those guys are players that could have been something like that. Now, that all goes down, and then we see today's signings, and you're right, today's signings, I, see, I feel today's signings were more of a cock block to live than really bolstering the roster of TGL. They do bolster the roster of TGL, but it's more of a straight-up declaration of war yep. to live golf, I feel. It definitely is. And honestly, it has to ask the question, like, is it going to hurt live in the future? Is it going to hurt live now? And another big question I have is, why is Jordan Spieth not on this list? If it's the boys' club, where's Jordan Spieth? Yeah, that makes that that to me makes it even weirder. They've already expanded the rosters past 18. Initially, the idea was 18. And so prior to today, they had 19 players signed. So it was Tiger Woods plus 18, which yeah. still could have made sense with the number format. Six teams of three. Because it's a, Six three, teams it's of a three. three on three. So yeah. six teams of three would have been 18 with Tiger floating around. He could have just not played this year because he's coming back from injuries. Now they got eight teams. So they're at... If they're going to add anybody else, they have to add another three. And eight teams, well, that's really not... They're not doing eight teams. They're doing, at least from what we know, it's going to be six teams of four. They jacked it up to four now. Yes, yes. Okay. But the point is they still expanded the roster beyond the initial expectation in yeah. order to lock down more players. Yeah. And I think this was exclusively what was happening, where it was, hey, we got to lock down some players that are live targets. Zach Johnson pissed some people off. Jay Monahan pissed some people off. We got to lock some players down. Do you think they got from uh, Brooks post with the guys wearing smash? You think they saw that and it was like, oh, fuck, let's lock some people's down? Yes and no. None of the players that were in that picture got signed on. Or if they were, they already were signed on. Sam Burns is missing. 
yeah, Sam Burns is still missing, but also his, his bestie Scotty's missing as well. Yeah. So if if, if they're not going to sign Scotty, they're not going to sign Sam. So I'm not surprised about that Do one. Do you think Scotty and Sam can jump over to live? But there's one guy on on Live Golf Insider for years has been saying that he's a, that, that he thinks that Scotty Scheffler is a secret investor in the cliques. Uh, so that's been his joke for a long time. Uh, I don't think that's happening, but I do think there is more plausibility and curiosity with you with the players that do have the pedigrees that are not on TGL. I think you do have to start asking some questions. Yeah. Because you have to ask, why is Spieth not there, but all of his boyfriends are there? Why is Scotty Scheffler not there? Why is Victor Hovland not there? Why is Hideki not there? Now, Hideki, you could say, this league is going to be based more on banter, on conversation and jokes, and yeah. Hideki having a language barrier wouldn't work very well. If you, if you say that and just announce that, we're good. We understand. Yeah, but um, I, yeah, I don't know. It'll be very interesting. And... Will Zalatoris is in there as well. Will Zalatoris is actually coming back at the Hero World Challenge. And there's also an open spot at the Hero World Challenge when they release their... That's the thing. Like you say, the boys club, Scotty Scheffler and Jordan Spieth are, are both playing the Hero World Challenge. And there's an open spot that said to be determined. Everybody obviously is thinking it's Tiger Woods. But the other narrative is, do you think if Tiger doesn't play, he gives that open spot to Brooks? Well, why would he do that? That doesn't make any sense. I don't know. No. I, I feel like Brooks is... No. He's like the bridge. No. Like, he, they took him on the Ryder Cup. No? You don't think no. so? No. No, man. That doesn't make any sense at all. That's just... That's... No. <laughs> yeah, that, if they have an open spot for the Hero World Challenge, it's going to be used for somebody to give them a little bit of cush money as a way to, say, stay with the PGA. Don't yeah. leave. See, it's I, not going to... At the end of the day, I just feel like this was just a first, I guess you can't really call it a first strike because Liv gave the first blow, but I feel like this was just the PGA's tour way of getting back at Liv and stopping these big name guys from going to Liv. And I, honestly, I'd be very surprised if we get a new signings from Liv that were like the names of Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson. Bryson DeChambeau, like I don't come 2024 when they, once the promotion events done, once they figure out the 24 to 44, a few of those guys leave. Maybe they bring in a few other guys. Maybe there's expansion. I don't think it's going to be the big headlines like it has been in the past. I just like who is left other than the few guys we just talked about, Scheffler, Spieth, Hovland. I still, Hovland doesn't make sense because Hovland doesn't have a major underneath his belt yet. But he has a high enough points for the next year. So it may just be one of those where he's looking to. Again, though, Hovland doesn't make sense also because he's not a family man. Yeah. He doesn't like, and most of the live guys say what you want. I know the, the haters out there have their comments. They say most of the live guys are family men that, you know, want to be able to have more weeks with their kids if yeah. they want to. And that's what the idea of live is for a lot of those players. Now, I will tell you somebody who fits the live player narrative fits the live player. And when I say live player narrative, I mean somebody worth throwing some money at or throwing an expansion team at to get. Mm -hmm. One player that's not on the TGL, wasn't on the Ryder Cup, hasn't been featured in really any PGA Tour anything for a while because I think part of it has to do with the pending lawsuit he has against him 
from his early investors when he was on the Corn Ferry Tour. We're talking about Tony Finau. Yeah. And Tony Finau, I think, is a needle mover guy who you give an expansion team to. And he's in a weird situation right now where he actually could be really vulnerable to to take a live bag right now because he's dealing with lawsuits right now from outside interests from Utah that claim that he didn't pay back money from his investment days. Because a lot of these players, there's two camps of players out there when pro golf and the majority of them, I would say 70 to 80% of them come from family money that is able to stabilize them as they tour. And then the rest of them, the other 20%. Somebody back them and they get a percentage of their winnings, right? right? Yeah. And the longer you're on tour, the more that I would say that's the initially, I'd say it's 80, 20 of players that have money versus players that are sponsored Mm -hmm. to have money. And then the longer you stay out there on tour, if you haven't made it, that number shifts drastically after year two, after year three, it gets bigger and bigger to where you have to have sponsors or backers or investors. Now, the ones that have sponsors, they're okay, but the ones that have to get investors, that's where it gets cringy a little bit. And right now, Tony Finau's in a situation with early investors. So we'll see how that works out. That could make him vulnerable for live money. Either way, the next few months is going to be interesting because just the fact that the PIF and the new co-contract documents haven't been signed yet, that agreement hasn't been official. So we know that PGA Tour was looking for other investors. We don't even know if that's going to go through. And it's just the whole thing is that maybe they, they also were saying that maybe taking in additional investors, Yasir doesn't have such a heavy hand with the new co, you know, that his shares are a little diluted by bringing in these other investors. He doesn't get as many board seats, what have you, and as much say. So I don't know. Anything right now is just speculation and nobody knows, honestly, except the people in the know. So it'll be interesting to see what happens once that final putt drops on Sunday in Miami and we see how it plays out the next few months. I'm very interested to see what happens, but this Miami event's going to be going to be hot and heavy. I, and honestly, the Miami event's going to be great, but this event in Abu Dhabi, that's the that's going to be the big money maker, man. I can't wait for that. To me, yeah, I'm already looking past the Miami event. I'm looking forward to the promotion relegation event. That's what I want to watch. Now, did they announce that that's going to be on? They have they have to put it. They on. have to. It's going to be broadcast by that. I, I remember talking to one of our friends in the inside, and he did mention that's going to be broadcast. Okay. Um, so, uh, but this week at the, at Miami, who do you see picking, let's, let's do pick predictions mm-hmm. for, for round one and then pick predictions for round two and then who wins the final. Okay. Round one, I, I think obviously four through, four through seven, not five through eight, the only teams from nine through 12, honestly, unless something crazy happens, I think after round one it's going to be one through eight because maybe the high flyers could pull an upset because Steele and Tringali have played very well uh this year both in the top 20 if phil gets hot and phil has one of his weeks like he had at the masters this year phil's always good for one of those days where he just goes out and goes super low so if phil can do that Steele and Tringali can play the way they played Ripper, other than Cam, they're not too deep. Smash, other than Brooks, they're not too deep. I don't know. I could see the, because it's what, one 
two, one team, one, two, one, two, and, and two singles or yeah, right. Yeah. One, one alternate shot uh, or no, sorry. One foursome and then two, and then two singles. Yeah. Even if Cam and Brooks win their singles, the other three players aren't too, aren't too. Uh, I'll tell you what I think is going to happen. The only weird thing that could happen from the round one zone, I could possibly see the fireballs. You got to think about like, who's hot right now. Stinger's going to automatically pick iron heads. I just see that being an auto pick, like mentally auto pick. Yeah. Them. They might even auto pick the majestics because that'd be an, it, it, just as easy a match. Yeah. Honestly, I will tell you that fireball could make a bold pick and pick smash GC because dude, that'd be an easy win too. fireball is 40 is four players deep four players that are playing good golf right they now. They take smash over cliques. Potentially. Yes, dude. Cause no, seriously. Think about this. Remember. Brooks, it's Brooks Kepka and Jason Kokrak, and two guys that can't that that aren't there right now. Yeah, I know, but like with the cliques, like I, I know Wiesberg is playing playing well. Kymer played his best week this past week. Did he? Yes. Okay, so Kymer played better. GMAC had a great Sunday. I'm just saying, cliques finishing out with a podium finish in Jetta might be off someone's radar. Ironheads are mercurial. You never know what's going to happen with them. So it might be a thing where the fireballs look down the roster and they say, let's go ahead and take out Brooks. You know what I was just realizing? What? How bad must it feel for Morgan, Pyatt, Kepka, and Kim that they have to continue to play, even though that I pick a team with those guys on it because those guys are going to be checked out. Exactly. That's why I'm talking about like Smash GC because Kepka's not mentally there. Matty Wolf might shoot 80. Yep. I'm just saying, like, fire. if I'm Fireball, obviously, it just depends on who Stinger picks. I think Stinger pick Majestics. I think high, I think Fireball would either pick the Ironheads or Smash GC, one of those two. I don't think they pick the High Flyers because we saw what happened to Cam Smith last year when he played Phil Mickelson. It went to 18 holes. And this is out of shape Phil Mickelson last season versus Prime just won a major Cam Smith. Yeah. And Cam Smith got taken 18 holes by a by out of shape Phil Mickle. Like I said, Phil could turn it on at any moment. And it's not even turning it on. It's just gamesmanship. Yep. Because match play is a whole different world. Exactly. Ripper GC are going to take whoever's left over. I think they're going to end up playing the playing the high flyers again just because of that. And then we're going to see them the rematch. You're right. And then after that, I'm thinking, I really do think that Stinger Fireball. Ripper, and then the opposite of, and then it really just depends on who Smash plays. If Smash plays is one of the lower teams, Smash gets through. If Smash plays one of the higher teams, the higher team gets through. I think based off of Smash playing Fireball, I think Stinger, Fireball, Ripper, and the Cliques make it through to the second round. You got which some point, high hopes on the Cliques, man. They're playing good, man. And last season they did pretty well in in the match play system yeah. okay dude um the veterans know what they're doing and then next round i honestly think the top four just become the top four those teams are just too hot too heavy too deep right now honestly uh, for the final match i want to see aces versus either the crushers or the range coats that'd be fun to watch but remember the final day is not is not match oh yeah it's stroke play yeah i'm off so, today. i am off today Dude, you are off today. I'm shooting 10 over on this. Go podcast. drink your beer. Yeah, I'm shooting 10 over on this podcast right now. It's okay. God loves you, but I sure as hell don't. Yeah. But anyway, Live Golf Miami this weekend. We'll be back next week to recap that, recap the live season, put a nice bow on things. And then, uh, yeah, we'll be 
jumping back in periodically and giving you the updates and news. We did a, the first ever golf state of the union, Jake and I and big boy pants podcast, big boy pants golf. It will be up on YouTube tomorrow, I believe, or today when you're listening to this, we covered everything in the state of golf and we'll be doing monthly state of the golf state of the golf state of the unions. Again, I am not there tonight. Let's just wrap it up this up life is good people keep swinging let us know what you're thinking comment subscribe fist fight digsies somewhere if you ever see him in new york if you ever want to come and, and get in a headlock in oklahoma come find me bro thanks bro i should have let you fucking be the host tonight anyway we'll see you guys next week later peace